This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It is me, Hannibal Qais, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you Future Talk Home Edition, where we do bring you the latest in tech, gadgets, and AI from the comfort and safety of our own home to combat the spread of COVID-19. And it is Monday, April 20th, 2020, or 420. 2020 now does have a nice ring to it and it does roll out of the tip of your tongue but omnia we're going to be talking about today how uae is going to apply the smart evaluation system for students uh, and performance whether or not they will be opening their webcam during exams or will they have exams at all but omnia what's happening with zoom Around the world, there has been so many security measures and privacy concerns about Zoom. We've talked about them before, Zoom bombing, hackers attending unauthorized meetings and sessions, but Zoom is making a comeback. They are rolling out new security measures to make sure that they are fighting all these privacy concerns, and we're going to be sharing the latest updates with you in just a few moments. But around the world, China is also making headlines because they're fighting the coronavirus with a digital QR code. Now, now we've seen, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, most of the innovations that we are using right here in the UAE have been implemented previously in China, one of them being the fever scanning uh, helmets that police officers are now using. So let's see if these digital QR codes can come in handy too. Yes, indeed. And another part of Asia and Singapore, uh, a disinfecting robot is trialed to fight COVID-19. Now we're seeing robots being rolled out a lot. Now we did have uh, Sultan Al-Badr, I believe, uh, from Omar Qawain, who was 19 years old, who also created a robot to fight COVID-19. And also Spanish scientists, we talked about it on the and I a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago also brought out Violet, the ultraviolet fighting robot to disinfect uh, hospitals and medical gear uh, to combat COVID-19. But Omnia, let's go a little bit gentle. Yes, indeed, because this is exactly the app that we're going to be talking about. An app that is helping take care of your mental health during these stressful times. To find out a lot more about all these topics, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. With distant learning in full effect, the UAE is going to apply the smart evaluation system for students' performance. Now, students will then receive an electronic report for the results of the end of the year and their academic year. And why not bring a student, a not any type of student, a master's student, to tell us all about uh, the, the system and the evaluation system and what she thinks or uh, what are her expectations. Now, Omnia, we do know we uh, that you're doing your master's and uh, exams are coming up. And uh, kind of uh, the question that's been around the air is mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to be half you're going to have to open your webcam or there, there's something going on so that so that students don't cheat yes indeed honey i mean there has been a lot of protests against turning on webcams during exams and there has been even more protests about whether students should have exams to begin with um, in a country where mobile connectivity and broadband penetration is one of the highest in the world i think we do need to make sure that educational technology is being used to its optimum capacity. Um, Now, 
luckily in AUS they've been adopting the method of project assessment so most of our there are going to be no exams basically for at least what I know in translation they're going to be ba- only you know they're just going to be based on projects so you do the project mm. you get your grade but amongst schools in general and even other majors uh, a lot of people have been undergoing and taking normal examinations either using lockdown browsers or even uh, being asked to turn on their webcams but the ministry of education has approved the application of the smart measurement policy to make sure that students at public schools and private schools are all going to be following the ministry's curricula during the third semester of the academic year so what does this mean so basically they're going to be using the latest artificial intelligence programs to make sure that students are having their learning outcomes being measured based on what classes they are in so basically uh, let's say for students in grades one to three, teachers are going to be measuring the performance of these students in the form of checkpoints. So they're going to be measuring the students' knowledge and skills without really using any exams or any tests. This could be through sending videos of what they're doing, uh, you know, sending assignments and having them do them at their own time. But for students in grades four to 11, uh, they're going to be taking a series of short exams. So these are going to be all applied through online testing systems. Um, and they're going to be representing the weight of their final evaluation. So uh, they're going to be doing normal tests, but they're also going to be doing projects. So these projects are going to help give teachers a criteria uh, to help determine how they're doing in every subject. For grade 12 students who honestly I feel so bad for since they're not going to really be having any graduation this year, they're going to be undergoing a series of smart measurements. So it's going to be based on every subject. Some teachers will conduct normal tests. Others are going to stick to having uh, the typical projects that will help them determine if the students are learning uh, their outcomes the way they should be. Yeah, and Anya, speaking about graduation, I've heard a lot of universities and schools are actually asking students whether or not they want to graduate uh, through video conferencing or whatnot. But I want to ask you, would you graduate with a video call? Oh, that's going to be, that would be sad, but I mean, it's better than nothing. (laughs) I mean, coming to that point, I mean, students study for 12 years, grade 12, um, bachelor's four years and a master's two years. So uh, I I feel like uh, the highlight of uh, of studying and getting that degree is that graduation. Mm -hmm. But speaking about video conferencing, we're going to be talking about Zoom and how they're rolling out a new security measure amid privacy concerns. Now, uh, Zoom has been under fire for the past month or so, ever since distance learning and working from home has been implemented. Now, New York has banned Zoom. Microsoft has banned Zoom. Bill Gates himself has actually came out and talked about how Zoom is uh, is, is selling data to a third party, uh, thir- third parties. And uh, we're, it is a popular, actually, video conferencing platform right now. Now, a lot of people are using Zoom. I myself use Zoom, and Omnia does use Zoom. And they have been apologizing, actually, for issues with the security of its online service. And they did announce a number of new measures to actually make the platform a little bit more secure for its users. Now, this does come at a time when multiple countries and organizations are banning its use. Now, there is a couple of issues such as data hacking, routing information through China. And just like Omnia did mention, Zoom bombing, where individuals can actually crash sessions and are high on the organization's radar. Now, according to the Zoom chief who announced a number of steps being taken to combat these problems, now uh, the company will actually start giving paid account users the option 
to select the region uh, their data is being routed through. Now, this move is actually aimed at concerns that sending information through China could actually lead to an infringement of privacy. Now, uh, Zoom is also working with security startups, uh, which is called Luda Security, to look into the company's processes and a bug bounty program. Now, Omni and I actually have talked about bug bounties. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they'll bring they'll bring a coder or a hacker, a white hack hacker, who will look for these bugs and 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 and, and uh, flaws, and they'll get paid for each bug uh, that they find. For example, it could go from one thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars, depends on the company. And uh, these bug bounty bounty hunters will find buns, uh, bugs and, and flaws in the program. So that is a good initiative by Zoom. Now, Zoom right now is one of, there is a lot of safety and privacy concerns, but connection-wise and, 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 and voice-wise and video-wise, uh, their quality is top tier right now. Skype has been rolled under the rug. Not yeah. much people use use Skype. Now, Zoom is the main thing because of their, of their amazing conference calls mm-hmm. and how I can give it to anyone and they can go through mm-hmm. a web link, a phone, a laptop, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And the best part about it, it is free and you could get a paid session, but it is not mandatory. So yeah. Zoom right now, they are trying to control whatever is going on. I kind of feel that uh, it's not uh, intentional, these privacy concerns, but mm. they're kind of overwhelmed from how much uh, traffic they have yeah. been receiving. I agree, uh, so- I agree with you on that end because the, the, you know, the software Zoom or the application is not new. It's existed, I think, since 2012. But people have only started realizing how amazing this platform is very recently. So they went, I think, mm-hmm. from 108,000 downloads to over 200 million downloads with, since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So even though many companies, many countries around the world you mentioned new york um india also has been banning the use of zoom and considering it not a safe platform google banned the use of the platform um for its uh, company employees same with elon musk um, but that does definitely only means that zoom needs to find a way uh, to try and stop all of these privacy issues or at least have them under control so making paid accounts where users can actually pick and choose where they want their calls routed from is a great step and we're going to be keeping you updated with all that arises from zoom but what do we have coming up yes indeed now now coming up we're going to be talking about china and how they're fighting the coronavirus with a digital qr code and we're going to tell you how that works in a bit so stay tuned right here only on pulse 95 pulse 95 check this out Let's play a little bit of an imagination game. Imagine your daily routine is being entirely dependent on your smartphone application. I know our lives are dependent on our smartphones, but for them to be dependent on an app is a new thing. So leaving your home, taking the subway, going to work, entering cafes, restaurants, shopping malls, every move is dictated by the color shown on your screen if it's green you're ready to go if it's red you're not allowed to enter this might sound like a you know a part of a science fiction movie but this is actually the reality of hundreds and millions of people in china ever since the coronavirus pandemic started Um, and it could just stay that way up until the country actually recovers from it completely. They are relying on mobile technology and big data, and they've started using a color 
based health code system, also known as their QR codes, where every citizen has a color assigned to them, and that color indicates their health status. Yes, indeed, Omnia. Now, that is actually uh, crazy. Just like you said, it's kind of coming out of a science fiction uh, movie, a sci-fi movie, a sci-fi book. Now, uh, just like Omnia said, uh, you will have a, a health code, and it is to control people's movement and do curb the spread of the coronavirus COVID-19. Now, the automatically generated quick response codes, which are commonly abbreviated to QR codes, are assigned to citizens as an indicator of their health status. Now, although authorities have yet to make the health codes compulsory in many cities, citizens without that wouldn't be able to leave their their houses or even enter most public places. So uh, I do, if I, let's say, for example, I live in China and I open my door and I'm ready to leave. Mm -hmm. I need to turn on that QR code or the app. And if I'm ready to go, it will say green. And if I'm not, it will say red. And if I am caught having red while I'm outside, I could face some legal action against myself. Now, the Chinese government has enlisted listed, uh, the help of the country's two internet giants, which is uh, Omnia's favorite, Alibaba <laughs> and Tencent, to host the health code systems on their popular smartphone apps. Now, Alibaba's mobile payment app, Alipay, and Tencent's mes messaging app, WeChat are both uh, booming in China and they are used by hundreds of millions of people. So placing the health codes on these platforms means easy access for many. Now to obtain a health code, citizens do have to fill in their personal information, including their name, national identity, number, or even passport number and phone number on a sign up page. Then they are then asked to report their travel history and whether or not they have come into contact with any confirmed or suspected COVID-19 patients in the past 14 days. And then they also need to tick the boxes for any symptoms they might have, which may be fever, fatigue, dry cough, stuffy nose, running nose, throat ache, or whatever is listed on that app. Now, after the information is verified by authorities, each user will then be assigned a QR code in red or green and just like Omnia said green means go red means stop yes indeed and looking at how widely it's used so within a week of the launch of this QR code system the Alipay health codes were rolled out in more than a hundred cities across the country and a lot of people actually living in China were talking about how strict police officers have been with these QR codes you cannot leave your let's say building complex apartment complex or enter any mall any restaurant without having your QR code being checked. So the e-government office is definitely on this system like a hawk. Um, but by late February, more than 200 cities had already adopted these QR codes and jumping all the way to March 1st, Beijing actually launched its very first version of the three colored QR code that was accessible through both Alipay and WeChat. And when we're talking about them being accessible through these applications, it's just like having QR codes on your WhatsApp and let's say on your Apple Pay. So these are two things that you are constantly using on a day-to-day -day basis. You don't need to download a third-party app. All you need is your name, your ID number, and have your facial recognition uh, be registered with your colored code. Now, these health codes have definitely played a very important role in the gradual lifting of the travel restrictions in certain parts of China, where around 60 million people 
actually had their movement become restricted uh, following lockdowns in late January. Now, uh, as we've mentioned, the colors of the QR codes are actually very, very easy. Um, if you had a green, co- if you have a green code, then you're allowed to move around the city, and you're also allowed to travel. If you had an amber color on your QR code or a red color, uh, you would have to be treated and quarantined. Um, but as we've mentioned, there are a lot of problems with such products of technology. They're not perfect. They can make mistakes. They can assign users the wrong color code. But at the end of the day, these technology are also being implemented for one of the first times at such, uh, in you know, in such a very urgent case of a pandemic. So they're definitely doing their best, just like we are, to help fight the spread of this deadly virus. Now, I mean, uh, just like you said, um, there might be a lot of a, a little bit of problems, but I feel like this is totally fine. Now mm-hmm. to control, I mean, China. This, there's a lot of people in China. I mean, oh, yes. around 1.3, or even it's going to that 1.4 billion mark. Now it's hard to control uh, so many people, or not even control, but keep uh, control of the spread of COVID-19 without using technology and tracking each and every person. Yes, indeed. And even though a lot of people might be asking, you know, how can we make sure that, you know, this personal information that is being collected is not going to be used against us one day? We'll never know up until now. But as long as this pandemic passes, I think we can deal with the consequences uh, later on. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Singapore and how they're using a disinfectant robot to help them fight COVID-19. To find out all about it, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse. 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Let's play a little bit of an imagination game. Imagine your daily routine is being entirely dependent on your smartphone application. I know our lives are dependent on our smartphones, but for them to be dependent on an app is a new thing. So leaving your home, taking the subway, going to work, entering cafes, restaurants, shopping malls, every move is dictated by the color shown on your screen. If it's green, you're ready to go. If it's red, you're not allowed to enter. This might sound like a, you know, a part of a science fiction movie, but this is actually the reality of hundreds and millions of people in China ever since the coronavirus pandemic started. Um, And it could just stay that way up until the country actually recovers from it completely. They are relying on mobile technology and big data, and they've started using a color-based health code system, also known as their QR codes, where every citizen has a color assigned to them, and that color indicates their health status. Yes, indeed, Omnia. Now, that is actually uh, crazy. Just like you said, it's kind of coming out of a science fiction uh, movie, a sci-fi movie, a sci-fi book. Now, uh, just like Omnia say, said, uh, you will have a, a health code, and it is to control people's movement and do curb the spread of the coronavirus COVID-19. Now, the automatically generated quick response codes, which are commonly abbreviated to QR codes, are assigned to citizens as an indicator of their health status. Now, although authorities have yet to make the health codes compulsory in many cities, citizens without the app wouldn't be able to leave their their houses or even enter most public places. So uh, I do, if I, let's say, for example, I live in China and I open my door and I'm ready to leave. Mm -hmm. I need to turn on 
that QR code or the app. And if I'm ready to go, it will say green. And if I'm not, it will say red. And if I am caught having red while I'm outside, I could face some legal action against myself. Now, the Chinese government has enlisted listed, uh, the help of the country's two internet giants, which is uh, Omnia's favorite Alibaba <laughs> and Tencent, to host the health code systems on their popular smartphone apps. Now, Alibaba's mobile payment app, Alipay, and Tencent's mes messaging app, WeChat are both uh, booming in China and they are used by hundreds of millions of people. So placing the health codes on these platforms means easy access for many. Now to obtain a health code, citizens do have to fill in their personal information, including their name, national identity, number, or even passport number and phone number on a sign up page. Then they are then asked to report their travel history and whether or not they have come into contact with any confirmed or suspected COVID-19 patients in the past 14 days. And then they also need to tick the boxes for any symptoms they might have, which may be fever, fatigue, dry cough, stuffy nose, running nose, throat ache, or whatever is listed on that app. Now, after the information is verified by authorities, each user will then be assigned a QR code in red or green and just like Omnia said green means go red means stop yes indeed and looking at how widely it's used so within a week of the launch of this QR code system the Alipay health codes were rolled out in more than a hundred cities across the country and a lot of people actually living in China we're talking about how strict police officers have been with these QR codes you cannot leave your let's say building complex apartment complex or enter any mall any restaurant without having your QR code being checked. So the e-government office is definitely on this system like a hawk. Um, but by late February, more than 200 cities had already adopted these QR codes and jumping all the way to March 1st, Beijing actually launched its very first version of the three colored QR code that was accessible through both Alipay and WeChat. And when we're talking about them being accessible through these applications, it's just like having QR codes on your website WhatsApp and let's say on your Apple Pay. So these are two things that you are constantly using on a day-to-day -day basis. You don't need to download a third-party app. All you need is your name, your ID number, and have your facial recognition uh, be registered with your colored code. Now, these health codes have definitely played a very important role in the gradual lifting of the travel restrictions in certain parts of China, where around 60 million people actually had their movement become restricted uh, following lockdowns in late January. Now, uh, as we've mentioned, the colors of the QR codes are actually very, very easy. Um, if you had a green, if you have a green code, then you're allowed to move around the city and you're also allowed to travel. If you had an amber color on your QR code or a red color, uh, you would have to be treated and quarantined. Um, but as we've mentioned, there are a lot of problems with such products of technology. They're not perfect. They can make mistakes. They can assign users the wrong color code. But at the end of the day, these technology are also being implemented for one of the first times at such, uh, in you know, in such a very urgent case of a pandemic. So they're definitely doing their best, just like we are, to help fight the spread of this deadly virus. 
Now, I mean, uh, just like you said, um, there might be a lot of a, a little bit of problems, but I feel like this is totally fine. Now mm-hmm. to control, I mean, China. This, there's a lot of people in China. I mean, oh, yes. Around 1.3, or even it's going to that 1.4 billion mark. Now it's hard to control uh, so many people, or not even control, but keep uh, control the spread of COVID-19 without using technology and tracking each and every person. Yes, indeed. And even though a lot of people might be asking, you know, how can we make sure that, you know, this personal information that is being collected is not going to be used against us one day? We'll never know up until now. But as long as this pandemic passes, I think we can deal with the consequences uh, later on. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Singapore and how they're using a disinfectant robot to help them fight COVID-19. To find out all about it, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse. 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? As we all try our best to be as productive as we can while quarantining at home, I've read something over social media that said, this is not a productivity contest. This is a pandemic. So you take your own pace. You don't have to, you know, finish up a million books uh, during this quarantine period. We do need to be more gentle with ourselves. Right, Hani? Yes, indeed. And to be gentle with ourselves we do have an app which is called gentle ironic isn't it <laughs> well it is a social app which you can send and receive messages of compassion and you can all do that being anonymous and safe now uh, you're probably wondering what is gentle well it's a mobile app that you can use right now you can on- anonymously write requests about things you're worried about and other people can reply to your requests with kindness and compassion for example omnia i can mm-hmm. write ju- right now hey I'm feeling I'm I'm worried that I might go bald and someone would and, and no one would know who I am I'm doing it anonymously and someone would reply back to me don't worry about it Tani your great great grandfather was bald and look how everything oh turned my out God. something something among among those lines now after you've been uh, you've been sent back a reply with love and compassion the beauty about this is that you can give it back too because you can also reply to other requests as well and reply this app does ha- about being bald. Not hopefully not be I hope I hope maybe I only have that problem right now. But the app does have a spam and bad words filter and reports are taken very seriously. Now this app is a safe zone. This is a safe area where there's no judgment, there's no profanity, there's no hate. It's all love, kindness and compassion. And uh Omnia, mm-hmm. I believe that uh, this app is, is 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 one of the best apps we've ever reviewed on our show. It's kind of like pen, pen pal, you know. It's like sending a letter to someone that you don't but even pen know. Pen pal, they they know they know who you. They know your yeah. name. They know everything. Anonymous here they know pen nothing. pal. <laughs> they, here they know nothing. Yeah, all they know is that you're someone who is in need of a little bit of care right now, and they are ready to give it to you now. Many people might be wondering, you know, is this app meant to solve all of my problems, relieve all of my worries? It's very tempting to think that an app like Gentle might help solve your deepest problems, but that's not the goal right here. Um, One of the expectations that you agree to once you start using this application is, I recognize I can't fix other problems, other people's problems, but I can share kindness. So this is the goal of the application. It's for you to reflect on your empathy 
and make sure that you're helping encourage others. But at the same time, if you need some encouragement at any point, you can get that gentleness for yourself as well. This is not a replacement for counseling. Using this application is just helping you let things off of your mind. Sometimes writing things down can actually help take your mind off of things or even relieve any anger, any worry that you might have uh, within you. Um, but many people might be wondering, how can you stay safe on this application? The best part about it is that all of this content that is being shared is being moderated. It's being supervised and made sure that no one else is reading those letters that you're sending out other than your listener. They also do spam any bad words. Um, they have bad word filters, so nothing provocative is being uh, exchanged on this application. They, the app also bans any users that repeatedly uh, breaks their rules and personally identify information uh, is banned from any message. So you can't share your address, you can't share your phone number. Um, all you can share is your name and all that is on your mind. Yes, indeed. Now, I, I believe this is, this is great. You know what? Because mm. a lot of people have a lot of things on their mind. Uh, sometimes they might just want to ask uh, a, a, I quote, a stupid question, just like I'm balding, what should I do? Something among uh, those lines, but it's very important. A lot of people uh, like to let things out, but they want to let something out without them, without the other party knowing who they mm -hmm. are. Like I know Omnia that this is not only a, something, a, a, a certain case or scenario. I yeah. bet all of the world, everyone, every single person who has a soul has always wanted to say something or ask about something or even vent, but had fear that someone would judge them True. on whatever they're venting about. And not even judging, it's it's like, I don't want this person to know, or mm. not because that person's a bad person, but I don't want the people around me to know what I'm going through. You don't wanna look weak, you know? And that's the best part about it, is that it's completely anonymous. Whoever you're talking to will never actually, you might never meet them in real life. Um, but another worry that many people have is, will this application, let's say, sell my personal data, which is a big worry when you're spreading your secrets or your biggest mm -hmm. worries on social media. But feel relieved there is no collection of you, the details about your life uh, that is being saved on this application so if you were to read through their privacy policy the gentle app you'll find that they have very minimal data that is stored um, but they also do advise you not to send any information on this application so no addresses no personal emails no telephone numbers no locations if you were to send any they will ban them they're not going to let the you know the listener uh, receive them so yeah you shouldn't give your snapchat instagram to, to to whoever's reading not because they might be a bad person mm -hmm. but uh, the beauty of this app is it is anonymous and uh, while we're speaking about mental health we have a mental health uh, uh fanatic or 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 a uh, <laughs> or someone who, who's heavily invested into mental health coming on in a bit, aren't we, Omnia? Yes, indeed. Mental health and physical health. Omar Duri with his show, The Halftime Show, is the only place for you to be at 3 p.m. He's been killing us with all those virtual sweat sessions happening, I think, every Tuesday and Saturday. Um, but he's going to be coming in in just a few moments to share with you the latest advice on how we can keep our mental health and our physical health in check during these stressful times. Future Talk will be returning tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Same time, same place, only here, only on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.